0: From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast. Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Well, welcome again to the Straight Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Philpot, And as always, I'm joined by Pastor Richard Caldwell, the pastor of Founders Baptist Church and also president of Walking in Grace Ministries. Now for this season of Straight Truth, we have three special guests that are joining us. First, we have Dr. Bruce Ware, Professor of Christian Theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, and also Dr. Tom Schreiner, also Professor of New Testament at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. And these two brothers are pastors and elders at Clifton Baptist Church in Louisville, Kentucky. Lastly, we're joined by Pastor Mike Fabares, Pastor of Compass Bible Church in Southern California. Now, as always, please leave us a comment on social media or on YouTube and let us know what you're thinking about as we discuss these important issues. Well, brothers, it's so good to be with you and to have pastors and professors uh, here with us on the Straight Truth Podcast to hear from you and about your ministries and about what the Lord's doing in in your life. And so we have several questions we'd like to ask related to your own ministries, but also maybe to some of the topics that you specialize in and that can help us understand the gospel better, help us understand the Bible. Uh, First, let's start with uh, Dr. Ware. I wonder if you could just share, really all of you, but you could just start by sharing a little bit about how you came to know the Lord, mm. and uh, how you got into ministry.
1: Yeah, well, thank yeah. you, Josh. Well, I came to the Lord, by God's grace, when I was young. Uh, I grew up in a Christian home, mm. and my uh, my grandmother actually led me to faith in Christ after an evening service at our church. Oh, yeah. And I, I believe I was truly saved. I think I was either five or, or six years old. Uh, the Bible I have at home that has the date of my baptism in it, mm. I, w- I was six. But in any case, uh, Grew up in this home. I was very grateful for my parents and mm-hmm. uh, the church I grew up in. Uh, but it uh, re- really began to grow a lot when I went away to college. Mm-hmm. Uh, read A.W. Tozer's The Knowledge of the Holy. Yeah, that book. just, mm-hmm. wow, that that really did impact my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And I uh, felt a very strong call to ministry uh, during my college years. Mm-hmm. And so prepared for seminary and mm-hmm. then the Lord directed from that point on.
0: Yeah, great, so. great, Dr. Schreiner. Yeah,
1: I I was raised as a
2: Roman Catholic, Mm -hmm. uh, the sixth of eight kids uh, when I was small, pretty devoted as a Roman Catholic. But as I grew older, I became totally uninterested, quit going to confession, all Mm -hmm. these things. Junior year in high school, um, I started dating a girl. Mm -hmm. She was a very young Christian herself. Mm -hmm. She started telling me about her faith in Jesus and her own relationship to God. I'd never heard anybody talk like that before, as if they had a personal relationship with God. So um, she gave me a New Testament to read. Mm -hmm. I started to read that. She had a Bible study in her home. Mm -hmm. So I saw other kids my age talking about faith in Christ. So in about 45 days, it's a longer story, of course, but I mm-hmm. became a believer. Mm-hmm. And uh, that person's now my wife. Yeah, Diane. So it's right, Diane, mm-hmm. yep. So, and then uh, in terms of call to ministry, mm-hmm. uh, it isn't as if the moment I was converted, I, I would say that moment I knew I was mm-hmm. called to ministry. Mm-hmm. But the next time I reflected on it, mm-hmm. I just knew mm-hmm. I was called to ministry. And so just had no, no doubts about it from that point on. Mm-hmm. And um, so everything went from there. Okay,
3: good, good. Like, I I grew up a cultural Christian mm-hmm. in a Christian home, great Christian home, but uh, kind of went through the motions of church as a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, my parents were very committed to sending us to Bible school before we went to the university. So they uh, required that of us at least for a year. And I, uh, I shipped off to Bible school in Chicago thinking I was a, a Christian, but not real keen on going to Bible school. And I got there... Uh, Really fell into the conviction of god 's Word and my roommate and just the whole experience and uh, wasn 't sure what was happening there my first year within mm. the month, but uh, my life was radically changed, and the more I learned, the more I realized that I was uh, you know became a real Christian from the inside yeah. out and not the outside in my mm. first year at college mm. um, and, and then i didn 't know what I was going to do I, I, I had a whole career mapped out in my mind as a high school senior, but as a Bible school student just said i'm in a good place to be as a new christian i'm just going to go through the course of study and see where this takes Mm -hmm. me and uh, of course the more i was there and and you know required to be involved in teaching sunday school and leading in various ministries and churches um, i just fell in love with being useful to the church and to Mm -hmm. god's people and one thing led to the next and god opened doors for me to go into ministry
0: Mm It's really good. All, all three of you have been involved in theological training to one degree or another, and um, and yet you're pastors at the same time. I know you both are elders at Clifton Baptist Church where you were the pastor for a long, long time. And pastor Mike, of course, Pastor Caldwell, pastor of uh, Founders of Baptist Church. All of you guys have all this theological training, and yet you're passionate about the local church, it seems. And maybe you could talk a little bit about that, like the, the interplay between the academy getting mm. biblical training, um, but the but the importance of the local church as that training as well.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> of course, uh, all of us uh, would agree that uh, that the local church really is the main institution that uh, that uh, Jesus put in place for mm. the both the conversion and the growth of of His people. You know, it's un- under trained elders and pastors and and with the fellowship of the body of Christ, uh, using their gifts together and so on, mm-hmm. that we grow together to become more mm-hmm. like Christ. So seminaries really are, are meant to facilitate mm-hmm. and uh, enlarge uh, the, the uh, effectiveness of what takes place in local churches. Mm-hmm. So it's not the other way around. It's not that <clears throat> the, the local churches uh, serve the seminary, but the seminary, mm-hmm. if it's doing its job right, serves mm-hmm. churches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, we've uh, we've, uh, Tom and I both and other, others on our faculty at Southern are very church-minded people. Yeah. We've got a collection of faculty who, mm-hmm. many of them are pastors while they're teaching, mm-hmm. and uh, but all of them are just very committed to, to their local churches and involved in ministries in their own church and, and in other churches mm-hmm. as well.
3: If I could ask a question, sure, Josh, it. at this point, sure. um, because I know we have, we have the uh, Expositor Seminary. We're one of the 10 campuses for that seminary here at Founders. And I know as students are being trained and they think about their future, uh, they, they grapple with how to make decisions about uh, future areas of ministry. And so two of you men have given your lives to a seminary, an institutional seminary, mm-hmm. ser- serve at Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Mike serves as a preaching pastor in a local church. How did you come to the point of, of deciding on, on this, you know, to, to take the road you've taken in terms of ministry service?
1: Yeah. Well, I'll start and obviously others <clears throat> uh can can participate in this. Um honestly, it's just been in, in my case uh the Lord's direction in my life because I have sought several times even even periods of fasting and praying if the if the Lord wanted me to be involved as a uh pastor of a church mm, in which mm-hmm. that was the main uh mm-hmm. vocational direction I would go. And uh every time that has happened, I have come away from it with a renewed sense that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and yet participating in a church, but, but teaching at the seminary is the calling yeah. God has for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Tom, I heard you say one time that pastoring was the best thing that happened to you in terms of your teaching. What, what do you mean by that in terms of Richard's question? Uh, it, it helped me see, as I was
2: teaching, what I should focus on. Mm. I, I think studying subjects academically is important. Mm-hmm. Truth is important. But I think if you're only doing research, mm. as a professor, you can begin to become more and more entranced with something that may not be as, as mm-hmm. central to the ministry and life of, of your students. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's necessarily true. But I think, for mm-hmm. me, it helped center me as a teacher. What do do I want to focus on? And I always had in mind uh, shaping the students for for pastoring, for missions, Mm -hmm. for counseling, Mm -hmm. for Christian education, because we train a wide variety of students. And uh, one other thing I want to say is it's so fascinating to me at Clifton. We have an internship. How many of our students have said that they learned most not from the seminary, and I think they learned a lot at the seminary, but by being at Clifton, Mm -hmm. putting the two together. So I I think Mm -hmm. the the primacy of the local church is uh, demonstrated again by those comments.
0: That's good. How about
3: you, Pastor Mike? Well, I think this is why Tom and Bruce are such a great asset for the church because they have this viewpoint. Mm -hmm. and, And when the Academy doesn't see that connection to the local church and why those two are, Uh, so closely aligned in the mission of what we're doing um you know the the seminary unfortunately can can get far off from what it needs to be but men like this that love the church that know the church that have been in the church that serve as leaders in the church and that's just really what we need Uh, i don't see how today you can uh, drive a big wedge in your thinking between the two because you, you can't pastor in today's world especially without having the kind of, um, I I think, grasp on on the truth and on theological issues that have bearing on just about everything you do, from preaching to biblical counseling to administration in the church, uh, to the issues and the forces against all that is orthodox and right and true, we need um, theologically trained, formal theological training. Uh, But just like Tom said, it, it has to come, I think, with a connection to real practical ministry in the church. Of course, I, you know, I've, I've adjunct at, at various schools, but my heart and focus 90% of the time is in the local church, and I just know there's a, um, a, a desperate need for real beefy, strong, thoughtful education that supports the leaders of those churches. In today's world, I think, more than ever.
0: Thanks again for joining us for the Straight Truth Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Now, you can find links to all of our social media channels by going to our website, straighttruth.net, Now do us a favor, please go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to these episodes there. We release new episodes every Thursday. Also go to the iTunes podcast section and leave us a review. Now Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.